I would like to say good evening to the class and welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your host and moderator for this class. Welcome to another class given by members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in the year 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Yule and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part and to a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud 
all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given into salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the class are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. 
Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like the class that like to have the class dedicated in prayer by our president, Dr. Edward Yule, followed by scripture, which will be Matthew, the 21st chapter, read by Dr. April Lewis. I'd like to say good evening to the class, and uh, we want to all give praises and thanks to our Savior, Yahshua Messiah, who has given us so many witnesses of his truth, way, and life, uh, way of eternal life. And we want to be diligent to those things that he has allowed us to learn, know, and understand about his kingdom and that we're in his kingdom and all the things that he has taught are true. And we do not want to be fall by the satanic spirit, which is that a mystery that is highly believable in this creation. And there are so many that are lost due to the satanic mystery that has been operating uh, throughout eternity or since the beginning of time and not throughout eternity, but we want to be thankful for the things that Yahshua has shown us that eternal life is in him and him in us. And we want to be diligent to keep those things that we learn, know, and understand in our hearts and mind and give all praises to Yahshua. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, I apologize. I wanted to uh, actually have Dr. Diane Atkins read. Dr. Atkins, are you able to read today for the, the scripture lesson? Yes, I'm available. Okay, so it's actually going to be Hebrews, the first chapter. I apologize, everyone. I misspoke earlier. So we'll give you a moment. Mm -hmm. Hebrews, the first chapter. I'll share my screen, do a new share. Okay. Okay. Um, good evening, class. I'll be reading Hebrews, the first chapter. I'll be reading from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testament, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts, revised by the late by A.B. Trainer, the Scripture Research Association. That's Hebrews, the first chapter. Elohim, who at sundry times and in various manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he hath ordained the ages, who, who being the brightness of his glory and the exact impress of his substance and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins 
set down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he have by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said, he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bring, bringeth, excuse me, and again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, and let all the angels of worship him. And the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministries flame of fire. But unto the son, he saith, thy throne, O Elohim, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, Elohim, even thy Elohim, have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Yahweh, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doeth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years have no end. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That was Hebrews, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Edward Ewell, for the prayer, and Dr. Diane Atkin for the scripture lesson. We want to once again thank everyone for coming out to study with us today. We are always very happy and glad when you come out. Um, Yahweh really appreciates it, and so do we. And share the right screen. Give me one moment. I think that's it. Can you share? All right. There we go. Okay, and we want to once again uh, welcome our visiting brethren for visiting with us. We really enjoy when, we, when you come in and we see Maud is here all the way from Australia. We welcome you. We know you're at work, so we won't bother you too much today, Maud. So thank you once again for joining us. It's always a pleasure to see you come in. And for our first speaker of the evening, and before I announce that, we'd like to remind the class to please remain on mute unless you're called upon or unless you're a reader and keep your video cameras turned off. Thank you. And for our first speaker of the evening, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Andre McDaniel. Dr. McDaniel? Good evening, class. Good evening. Uh, it's a first of all, I'd like to say it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to have anything to say about my creator and my savior, Yahshua the Messiah. It is, uh, I can't even describe the word, it is 
uh, when you're just called from out of anywhere and everything that you're doing in, in that point in the moment, and you're called to sit down, well, to sit down in our hearts and minds, uh, the physicality, you might be standing up at work or doing something and you're called to, to stop and to take part in this beautiful gospel. And this gospel is the truth and the way for our, our salvation. It's the living waters that, that we need to keep our soul sustained. I wasn't able to hear uh, the scripture reading so I do apologize for that, uh, my tardiness. So I won't take up the floor alone. But in this world of chaos, all I can do is just, just inhale and exhale. And sometimes when I do that, I, th I think about a, about a movie, uh, Bad Boys 2, when either Martin or Lawrence, probably both of them was getting on the captain's nerves and he started taking some type of new classes for his, his temper or his, his demeanor. And he was taking breathing lessons and his breathing lessons, he was going woo-sai. And it, it, it wasn't until years after this class until I truly understood Psalms 150 and six, that everything that has breath praise Praise Yahweh's name. And instead of Wu sign, it's when you're inhaling, you're inhaling at Yah and you're exhaling that way. And it it doesn't matter to me how however heavy the weight or the burden that I may feel on my shoulders at the moment, I just inhale and exhale. And in that, I know that Yahweh is in control of everything. And all I need to do is just stand true to that name and to Yahshua the Messiah, knowing that it was only him who laid down his life so that I may have a way. And when I do that and I inhale and I exhale, in that moment, and as long as I can keep the concentration, there is not a care in the world. And I'm just thankful and grateful that he has given me unwarranted mercy and grace and love. Whether I deserve it, whether I, I don't deserve it, which either which way you, you slice it up. But he has called seen fit to show me and to tell me something about him. And without that, I will probably be out here like anybody else in the world just thinking there is no hope. And this is just a, a world full of chaos with no control, with no end and no purpose. But Yahweh has a purpose in everything that he does. We may not see that purpose, 
in our timetable, but in his timetable, it all works out. So with that, I'd just like to, once again, let everyone know how thankful I am that I am still sitting in the right place among the same spirit, learning the same thing about the same one creator. And if you're sitting here too, and no matter what you're doing, you just, you hear that bell in your head, class is starting and you turn it on or you sit down and be thankful because you are called for his purpose. And with that, I'd like to yield the floor. Thank you, Dr. McDaniel, enjoy that. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're happy to call also from our Southfield, Michigan branch, our president, Dr. Edward Ewell. Dr. Ewell. Good evening again, class. What a surprise. Good evening. Well, the things have been heavy on my mind and heart during these last couple of weeks is that I'm so thankful to have been in this class as long as I have and haven't let things that on the outside of class bring me down or cause me to be an unbeliever and believe in other things is since I first come into class, there are many, many people that were in class at that time. And in the late eighties, everybody basically taught the same thing, the gospel, the Yahshua's death, bell, resurrection, blood, water, spirit. Mm -hmm. And there were some speakers that used to say, if you get up off of that, you'll be ruined. And I can't remember exactly who said it, but um, there was one guy named Kelly Wakefield. He was a traveler. He had been in class a long time and um, he once visited a class in Ypsilanti, Michigan and brought that out. And that always stuck with me. And he said that if you delineate from that blood, water, spirit, you would be lost. If someone get a first John for me, and um, the thing that I can say truly from coming in this class, I was a Baptist, then I became a non-believer in what they were teaching because I saw that everybody was corrupt in the Baptist church that I went to and uh, they never could answer questions and I was always curious. And so coming into this class, it was the first time in my life um, that I could see and understand and know the truth. And um, going back as a child, even the time I was baptized, uh, the preacher that baptized me, I was 12 years old, his name was Reverend Goodwin, Davidson Avenue Baptist Church. Um, and one of the things he say, just Terry and the Holy Spirit will come to you. So that scared me then because I thought at that time, the Holy Spirit would make you jump up and down, shout, sing and all that stuff. And uh, 
I'd ask my mom after I got baptized, I said, you know, I never felt like jumping up and down, shouting and something. So she even said, just tarry and wait. The Holy Spirit will come to you. And so I waited, waited, and I saw that didn't work. So I began to search myself and trying to find then what was lost to me, God. I, it was a tradition in our household, all 10 kids had to say grace when you ate at the table and you had to say your prayer before you went to bed. And, and one of the things is that with 10 of us sitting at the table for dinner, we start with the youngest one and quite naturally the first one, the youngest, my baby brother, say Jesus wept. And it got down to me being the ninth child in the family. I had to study to come up with something. So my favorite was in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. <clears throat> that was my grace for eat before eating. And um, I had no understanding of that until coming into this class and <clears throat> all the things that I seeked uh, and searched. And I come to class with many, many books, religious books of all types of them. Hebrew Torah, Shema, Hebrew Shema, which is Hero Israel, Yahweh, the Elohim is one, and all the 613 ordinances that are written in that Hebrew Shema. I began to read and study that before coming in class from 1972 to 1986 when I come into class. I studied in and the Kabbalah, another um, doctrine of the Hebrews or Judaism. And I found that to be wild and you could never come to an understanding because they were trying to line up the planets with time and all that. So I look at it again when coming into the class, everybody was so engraved and Yashua's death, burial, resurrection. And then it hurt me in years to come to see that people got up off of that. And I don't have to name any people or classes, but that's just what happened. People come up with their own doctrine and begin to worship a creature rather than the creator. And I'm so thankful again, because I began to see the light and that light is in Yahshua Messiah, read um, John 1 and 1, and I think in the second or third verses, talk about that light, but then get uh, 1 John 5 and 6. Start. First John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. Now we have this depicted up here on this Elohim, the archetype pattern of the universe. And so what you see is what um, John on the Isle of Patmos, he's going all the way back to the beginning of time. And you see Moses laid out here and he's sinned from the beginning to the end. So what John is saying in the beginning, and this was in the beginning of Moses creation that where he saw the word or yellow Elohim trans, bigger into this threefold intangible 
tabernacle pattern, then back into himself and all the creation came out of him. So John is writing about this way after Moses. So he said, in the beginning was the word and we know the word of son is Yahweh Elohim. And this word of son, again, just read it. In the beginning was the word. Mm -hmm. And the word was with Yahweh. The word was with Yahweh. And the word was Yahweh. And it was Yahweh. That's why they got on here, Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. These three are one. And read on. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him. Yes, and all things were made by him, uh, Elohim. Mm -hmm. Again, the archetype, original pattern of the universe. So this is what Moses saw, and this is what John saw also. So John is writing about it. Read. All things were made by him. Everything and seen and not seen mm -hmm. That's was made right. by him. Read. Mm -hmm. And without him was not anything made that was made. Now, if you can understand that you or nobody or nothing can exist without this Yahweh Elohim, the word of son, all things was created by him and for him. Mm -hmm. Keep reading. Fourth verse. In him was life. Okay, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. And that life was the light of man. In other words, that's what caused all people on earth to be animated. The life that he put first in Adam and Adam transgressed in the garden and that's caused them to leave a heavenly place and that is what Adam and Eve was in him and then they were transgressed so you could see that on that particular plate they were condemned in their conscience because they hold, held their hands over their eyes and just pull that up too they uh transgressed and they, before that they were naked and they weren't ashamed of being naked see up here they were naked in the heavenly place but once they took that forbidden fruit they felt condemned and they knew that they had broke that commandment that first commandment, don't touch, because in the day you do, you will certainly die. They, Adam didn't die right on that spot, but he was dead in his conscience. In other words, he felt condemned and Eve right along with him. And so up here, they didn't see or know they were naked, but that drove them out of the heavenly place into the intermediary place. And then later on into the earth plane. So all men, are a byproduct of Adam, everybody. In other words, there was no one before him. And then over there in Luke 338, it said that this Adam was the son of God. In other words, when they do the genealogies, because he it goes all the way back to him, which was the son of God. And so he just was made by Yahweh Elohim, taking the dust of the earth, and forming him and then getting into him to animate him to where the breath of life, as the first speaker said, he began to breathe the breath of life and that's when he became a living soul. So everybody comes from this uh, first man, Adam, which was a 
son of God, so or son of Elohim correctly, but everyone came out of him. Now go back to where that light, uh, fourth chapter of uh, John, where that light. The fourth verse. Yes, fourth verse. Okay, right. yeah, fourth verse, John one and four. In him was life, and the life was the light. The of light man. of man. Mm -hmm. In other words, that's what animates you, that light or that life that's in you. Because when you take that final breath, yeah, hey, you know, your light or your has been shut off. And then what happens to you after that? Now go over there and get a first John five and six. That's first John five and six. This is he that came by water and blood. Okay, go get he, that chart that shows that first uh, John five and six. It's at the top. Oh, of yeah, that's on the uh, elementary chart. Let's bring that up. Yeah, and see, this written on okay. there too. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. First John. Hard to see. Mm -hmm. And this continue? is so important to know and understand because getting back to my very first point, um, we're going to get to that blood, water, spirit. But just, mm -hmm. this is so critical to understand mm -hmm. unity of the spirit. But go ahead, First John 5 and 6. Mm -hmm. This is he that came by water and blood, even Yahshua the Messiah. See, even Not the creator now came by water and blood. In other words, what does that mean? In other words, he was took on the image and uh, of a man, and he was born. Only one ever come right out of the, was set up in the womb. In other words, he's the only one that was born like that, right into mm -hmm. the womb, because the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and caused her to be come and pregnant with the Holy Spirit in the form of a man. So it says, this is he that came by water and blood, read. Even Yahshua the Messiah. Even Yahshua, our creator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not by water only, but by water and blood. But by water and blood, read. And it, and it is the spirit that bears it's witness. It's the spirit, that spirit that animated him and all of us, read. Because the spirit is truth. The spirit is true. Mm-hmm. For there are three that bear record in heaven. Now, up here, you don't know anyone that went to heaven and could come back and say this or even write about this, but our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, who was given a stupendous divine vision and a revelation to be able to show you what he's seen, which was the same way Moses and John were able to see things and write about. Mm -hmm. So he said again, Read that one more time. Mm -hmm. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. There's and billions of people that don't believe <laughs> that. They believe in a trinity. It's right there in your Bible. And some of them even try to take it out of the Bible, say that was a mistake. Read. Mm -hmm. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So that's and, clear, clear cut. Mm -hmm. And then he even told Israel that when he was taking them out of Egypt through the de desert, the wilderness of Sinai for 40 years, 
Hear, O Israel. Yahweh thy Elohim is a unity, not a trinity. So you see now I'm talking about two billion Catholics and others throughout the world and believing that God the Father, God the Son, and they can't de define or even talk about the Holy Spirit because they don't have a clue. But we know that Yahshua is the Holy Spirit. Read. And these three are one. Mm -hmm. And there are three that bear witness in earth. Now, this is the witness, the greatest witness ever. Mm -hmm. Read. The spirit. The spirit. And the water. And the water. And the blood. And the blood. And these three agree in they one. They agree in one. Now, mm -hmm. there's nobody ever been born that didn't go through this threefold action. Mm -hmm. Any woman ever been pregnant, even if they went through a C-section, that was a sure blood. Mm -hmm. If they had to break the water bag, that's water. And that babe, you want to hope that it comes out saying the first thing, yeah, spirit. Blood, water, spirit. Everybody come that way. Everybody. And we're talking Trinity. No, we're talking unity because these are the witnesses. You're a witness against yourself if you don't believe in a, in a unity or that Yahweh, Elam, Yahshua, these three are one. We have proof of it. Get over there, John 17 and 1, what the, the master himself said. John 17, 1, and read down to 3. That's John 17 and 1. These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. Now he had power over all flesh, just like I said in John 1 and 4, that he lightened every man's heart. Read. Read. As thou has given him power over all flesh. All flesh, everybody come this way, blood, water, spirit, death, mm -hmm. which signifies his death, burial, resurrection. I'm jumping ahead of myself, but that just come to mind right now. Read. Mm -hmm. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. And this is life eternal. This is life eternal. Mm-hmm. That they might know that. That you know, no, not guess, hope, believe, speculate, that you know that the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, these three are one, a unity, mm -hmm. just like you are, head cavity, chest cavity, and abdominal, but you're just one person. Mm -hmm. And you made in his image. That's right. How are you going to defy that? That's the truth. Read. And this is life eternal, that they might know that. Thou only art the true He's Elohim. the only true Elohim. And Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahshua the Messiah, who now is sent. Mm -hmm. So that's the truth. In other words, that's what is the witnesses in earth that nobody can say, well, that ain't right. But this is correct. And um, get uh, John 10, 30. Mm -hmm. It's John 10, and you said 30? Yeah. Okay, John 10 and 30. I and my father are one. He said it again. Mm -hmm. He and his father are one. Mm -hmm. Not a trinity. Mm -hmm. Read. 
Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They were so ignorant they want to stone him for telling the truth. <laughs> right. Read. Yahshua answered them, Many good works have I showed ye from my father. For which of those works do you do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man, makest thyself Elohim. Now they were the one blasphemy. Right. Because they didn't believe on the name of Yahweh Elohim. They even took Yahweh out of their character and put Adonai, mean Adonai. In other words, that's what they did. Just forgot that everything that have breath is praising Yahweh. And they forgot all the things that were in the law and the prophets and coming up on a stone, the creator himself, telling them, I, me and my father one. And so why you want to stone me for something that's already written about me? Read just a little bit more there. And then I want you 30. to go back to uh, John 1 and, and 5. Mm -hmm. 34 verse, Yahshua answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, yeah, he's yeah. telling them, it's already written. They knew mm -hmm. the, at least the words. They didn't have mm -hmm. an understanding or revelation of the law and the prophets, but they knew they carried all that stuff, stuff around with them. Mm -hmm. Read. Uh, 34 verse, Yahshua answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are Elohims. <laughs> If he if he called them Elohim unto whom the word of Yahweh came and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. That's the point I wanted to get to. It can't be broken. It's, it means it mean it's true. The law and the prophet are true because the whole book is about him, the law and the prophets. He come to do the will of the father. He say two places. He come in the volume of the book. Not the New Testament, but the Law and the Prophets. Go back to John 1 and 5. John 1 and 5. Mm. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Mm -hmm. Go to 14 or keep reading? Yeah, no, go to, keep reading all the way down. I want to okay, get yes. catch 9 and 10. Okay, 6 verse. There was a man sent from Yahweh whose name was John. Now that's his cousin John. We have that over here that um, was six months older than him, and he was had a purpose in Yahweh's plan of salvation to point out who Yahshua was, because he said over there when Yahshua come to him to be baptized that uh, you come to me, and he had con because he's baptizing sinners. So when Yahshua come and say you have to at least confess that your sin. He said, well, I don't have no sins. He said, wow, man, I need to be baptized with thee. And you come to me? So when he did baptize him, he saw the sign that John was given that say, when you see that dove descend on the man, that's the one that's going to be the Holy Spirit. He shall increase and you have to decrease. And I'm just chopping that up, but going back to where you are in John. Mm -hmm. Seven first. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all See, the same light that he's talking about the shining in every man's heart mm -hmm. the blood water spirit read 
that all men through him might believe. Mm -hmm. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that He was light. the bear witness of Yahshua. Mm -hmm. The true light was that which light of every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Disciples say, are you the Messiah? He said, no, man, I'm not the Messiah. I can't even tie his shoes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own tribe, and his own people received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Many as received Yahshua. Mm -hmm. What's the results of receiving him in your heart and your mind? Read. Mm -hmm. To him, I'm sorry, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children. You become of a son, you become an heir to the creator and savior. Right. Believe on him who was sent. He's the only one that's sent, the only one whose blood was worthy to atone the sins of the whole world. That's right. Keep reading. That is to them that believe on the name of mm, him. Even on his name. Mm -hmm. Read. Who was born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of Yahweh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among okay, us. Okay, just was made flesh. That same mm -hmm. word of son was made flesh. That's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. to be able to see that. Now, I just want to go uh, to the uh, name name chart. Now, you see um, up at the top, Yahweh, Elohim, then Yahshua. These three are one, or unity. And Get, I think it's Zechariah and saying that day he approved to be a unity. I think it's 14 9. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> yes, that's it. Zechariah 14 and 9. And Yahweh shall be king over all the earth. He's the king and he's got a kingdom. And the king, keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> and in that day shall there be one Elohim. And one. his name is one. Mm -hmm. His name is one. Mm -hmm. Yah, Yah. Psalm 68 and 4. Just get, get that right real quick. Just come Psalms. to Psalms. Mm -hmm. 68 and 4. Excuse me. Singing, sing unto Elohim. Sing unto Elohim. Mm -hmm. Sing praises to his sing, name. Praises to his name, the word of son. Mm -hmm. Same Extol one. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah. Yah. So Yah shot him. Yah with sure on it is salvation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no, now get first John 5 and 20, and I'll be down. Mm -hmm. That's first John 5 and 20. And we know that the now Son of Yahweh is come. He's already come. Mm -hmm. And Not up hath, in the sky. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and hath like, given we're not us looking an understanding. For him to come back on a cloud. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know he's come. And just out at the bottom of this show, a pure spirit 
to Elohim shape and form, then into the flesh, manifesting in the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's how he's come, already come. And just keep reading. Mm -hmm. And we, I'm sorry, and we know that the son of Yahweh is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Okay. Even, mm -hmm, even in his son, Yahshua the Messiah, this is the true Elohim and eternal life. Keep yourself from idols and yes. believe it on lies. Yes. Just stay in class and hold on to what you got. Yes. And with those words, I thank you. And I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Uh, you all, we really enjoyed that testimony. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're happy to call also from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Dorian Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Good evening, class. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'm glad to be here and I enjoyed the previous two speakers. And I want to continue on right with what they were talking about. Uh, last few classes have been very edifying to me, the Dr. Kinley lectures and things that we discussed afterward. Yahweh has a pattern. That's what Dr. Yu was talking about. Yahweh's pattern is what set this, or this pattern, the understanding of this pattern that Yahweh gave Dr. Kinley is what sets the school apart from uh, any other religious organization or doctrine. And uh, I'm trying to find this paper real quick. I got a cheat sheet. <laughs> I want to go back to the uh, elementary chart because he talked about this part, part of the principles that are in this pattern, mm -hmm. which are blood, water, and spirit, and death, burial, resurrection. And mm -hmm. most of us who have been in this class for any length of time have heard this many, 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 many times. But what it shows is it shows the uh, divine authenticity and the unerring accuracy and infallibility of Yahweh's pattern and Yahweh's purpose to first show us that Yahweh does exist. There is a God. He is not uh, a figment of our imaginations. He's not as the sociologists and psychologists say, well, it's something that we come up with to explain things we don't understand. We don't understand what happens to you after you die. We don't understand why bad things happen. We don't understand the things that we aren't in control of. So we come up with this great being that is in control of all things. That's not what it is. There is a creator, a living creator that is omnipresent, that is omni, omnipotent or all powerful. And he is in direct control of everything in this universe. So this pattern that we learn about. We talk about the tabernacle pattern, which was the structure that <clears throat> Yahweh instructed Moses to have the children of Israel build in the wilderness of Sinai after the exodus from Egypt. But Yahweh Elohim himself is the pattern. Right. And all these of the tabernacle pattern, the structure that he had them build, uh, Noah's Ark, all these, you know, these things that the temple and just the universe itself are just copies of that same pattern. They're all made by that same pattern. 
And that's to show us that Yahweh really does exist. He really does have a pattern. You can gain some confidence in the, uh, like Dr. Kenley called it, the unerring accuracy of it, that it continues, just overturns and overturns and overturns. That's how you gain confidence in anything. Why do you have confidence that the sun will rise tomorrow? Because you've seen it do that every single day of your life. And you know it did it way before you. And you know it to do it if you check out tomorrow, it's still going on, right? You see, you have confidence in that. All right. So that's Yahweh's patterns working the same way. So now let's get uh quickly, we're gonna get some of these scriptures. I got this cheat sheet. I think Dr. Rhonda Brazil did this. I was going through some of my papers and found it. And there are many, many other ones. I like this one. That was kind of uh, neat, <laughs> neater than the other ones to me. But uh, um, I'm not in my computer now, so I can't. Uh, I'm going to scan this, and then uh, maybe we can send it out on an email. I think we did it. She, she did this, like, right before coronavirus hit, the pandemic. We were still having classes. We were doing workshops or something, and she passed this out. It's called Death, Burial, Resurrection, and 40 Principles, the elementary chart on the pattern and plan of salvation. So we try to send this out through emails. But now let's get a couple of the scriptures. Uh, first, let's get First John 5 and 7. And actually, uh, yeah, I'm just going to deal with death, burial, and resurrection. So get uh, 1 Corinthians 15 instead of First John. Uh, many of us, one. First okay. Corinthians 15 and one. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein you stand, mm -hmm. by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I mm -hmm. delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Yahshua died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures mm -hmm. and that he was seen of Kephas then of the 12. Mm -hmm, that's good so paul says he delivered to them the first thing he delivered to them of all the things that he's talked to them about was that how yashua the messiah died was buried and rose again and this is a key part i always forget the quote according to the scriptures it was foretold that he would do this. That's what your Old Testament is about, is foretelling Yahshua, Yahweh's instituting. And then Yahshua comes in to fulfill. He fulfilled what was written of him to do. And that's what proved that he was the promised Messiah. All right, so um, I don't know if I, Felicia, you got that chart zoomed in? I'm on this phone. I don't know if it's- I, I do, you. yes. Okay, mm -hmm. can you zoom out a little bit? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, so you're gonna have to watch the door because I can't have both screens up on the Oh, phone. no worries. Which one? Uh, which one did you want me to highlight, Doctor Lewis? Uh, you don't have to highlight any of them right now. I'm okay. just gonna start with. The, I'm just gonna run through them, but I want to give some background on this because okay. I know some, maybe this can be a little boring, but it's fascinating to me because it's the one thing that gives me confidence. You know, it's so many questions. We all got questions. You, you know, you don't care how long you've been in class. You got some things like I don't know, or you don't understand. It's like. Eh. It's like uh, we was doing, uh, we went through that uh, Dr. Kinley lecture Tuesday and the numbers, whenever, anytime he goes or anybody goes into the numbers, I like my mind just turns off like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you started adding the four years and talking about Artie Xerxes, I'd be like, 
I don't know what's going on. So it's everybody has something like that. You know what I'm saying in the gospel that you just you have questions about or you don't understand. But for me, this what we call the basics and foundational things or the simple things. I know some people don't like that term, but the simple thing. This is what gives me confidence in Yahweh. So if I ever get two out of sorts, I can come back to this and I remember, or this is the foundation that Yahweh gave me. And I remember, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. All the other stuff that I'm worried about or questioning, I know this is for sure, you understand? And so Paul said the, um, the, uh, the first thing he delivered to them was how that Yahshua died was buried and resurrected according to the scriptures. So through this vision, Yahweh revealed not no other, um, no other religious organization, if you want to call that, will ever tell you anything about blood, water, and spirit or death, burial, resurrection. These principles. So they, a lot of people come and hear us talking about it, like what were these people talking about? <laughs> you know, but you're going to see through the vision Yahweh revealed to Dr. King that these are the principles that carry throughout what, that book we call the Bible. <clears throat> and this is what proves that Yahshua was the Messiah and it proves that he was foretold in what we call the Old Testament. And these are the things that will give you faith. And there's a part in the text, textbook, I can't remember where it's at, but it talks about these are the things that, are, uh, I can't even remember the way it's worded, but basically this is what establishes your faith or it gives you some confidence that Yahweh really is, does exist and does have a purpose, pattern, and plan. So now you're going to see some principles. This is what Yahweh revealed through Dr. Kenley. You're going to see these principles of death, these principles of burial, and this principle of water, I mean, excuse me, burial and resurrection throughout the Bible, the entire Bible. You're going to see this in all these biblical events. And they are all pointing to and witnessing to Yahshua the Messiah. The same with blood, water, spirit, but I'm not going to go through that now because I don't have all that. I'm not going to take all the time, you see. So, and, and Dr. Ewell was just talking about how, see how these plates are drawn up on this chart in a threefold manner? They're drawn up in the same pattern of the tabernacle. So you have at the top on the transgression plate, you see Adam and Eve in the garden. You see where it says garden of Eden. And you see the angel there, which is Satan talking to Eve. That's considered the most holy place, like the most holy place in your tabernacle. Then you have that middle or that intermediate portion where you see the angel Michael with the flaming sword and Adam and Eve being driven out. That's the holy place, like the holy place, or that's representing the holy place in the tabernacle. And you see the bottom portion which, where there Adam's tilling the soil and Eve is with child, she has the kids. That's the um, court roundabout or represents the court roundabout in the, in the um, tabernacle. So now, if you look over at the interior of pattern plate, you see the inside of the tabernacle, there's certain principles. Just look at the principles in this tabernacle. We know that in the court roundabout, we had the altar of sin sacrifice, where they burned the sacrifices that they brought for, for, the, for their sins. You have the brazen labor of water, where they washed the sacrifice. Thank you. You got the holy cup of anointing oil. These are in the court roundabout. These three primary vessels. There's other vessels, but there are three primary vessels, all right? So then you go into the holy place. You have the seven branch golden candlestand. You have the altar of incense. You have the table, golden table of shoe bread, golden table, golden altar of incense, and golden table of shoe bread. So then you go into the holy place, and um, the most holy place, and you have the Ark of the Covenant with the cherubim, the, the two cherubims on either side, the mercy seat, and it was where Yahweh appeared, the um, second eye flash. 
You also had the tables of stone, Moses, or the tables of stone that the law was written on, placed into that chest. You know, the Ark of the Covenant was like a chest with a seat on top, all made out of gold, right? Or shittim wood overlaid with gold. So now you're going to see these principles. So in the court roundabout, the altar, the labor, the holy cup of anointing, you're going to, you can look at that like blood was the altar, the labor is water, holy cup of anointing, but water is spirit. All right, represent spirit. You go into the holy place, you're going to see the seven brass candlestand. You're going to, these are principles we're looking for in any biblical story or event. So in the holy place, you're going to see light, like the seven brass candlestand. You're going to see intercession, that's represented by that. Um, I can't think of the name, the altar of incense, sorry. And then you're going to see sustenance or to someone being sustained or kept. You know, or their life being sustained, that's represented by that bread, the table of shoe bread, all right? So uh, real quick, let's go over to uh, the transgression plate, all right? And we're just going to do blood, water, and spirit. But I, I mean, like I said, I had said this before, though. Um, real quick, uh, I had said this before, like I'm still studying and trying to learn about this, like the principles up in the holy place, in the most holy place, I'm not that sure, but I know I read years ago, and I'm trying to read it again, that section in the textbook about the divine pattern of the universe. And when I tried to read that years, years ago, it confused me so much. I had so many false starts with that. I just read it and just couldn't get it. And so I just put it away. Like, I'm going to read something else. But it's the principle. That's what Yahweh revealed to me because it's all by revelation, you know. But it's the principles. And you start. So I got to go back and read about these principles in the holy place or the most holy place. I know one of them is law, you know, um, like that law. Because remember in the, in the tabernacle, in the most holy place, you had the law of Moses or the, those tables of stone representing the law. Um, and so you can look in the transgression plate. You see, uh, what was the law given? Thou shalt not touch that tree. You see? You see what I'm saying? There's a law there. Uh, with Noah preparing to enter the ark, the law was, you always say, uh, you had to be in the ark. All the, the end of all flesh come before me. It's Abraham, um, the law of circumcision. He was given circumcision, you know. Uh, and so it, it keeps going and all. You see, those are all, that's all in the most holy place across those plates. So you see those principles like that. You'll see the principles like in the most in the holy place, in the transgression plate, you see the principle of light. That's the flaming sword that the angel had. You understand? You'll see the principle of intercession. The angel is the intercession that's blocking them from getting back in the garden. He's interceding. You understand? You see the uh, principle of bread. Yahweh told him you will eat bread by the sweat of your face. You understand? So you're going to see that. And when you, when you start to get, get these principles and these patterns, you'll be listening. Well, I said listen. <laughs> I guess some people still read the Bible, right? We, a lot of us listen to the audio Bible. You'll be listening and reading and you'll see these principles like, oh, there's a blood water spirit or there's that, there's the uh, intercession or there's the, you know. So it's just learning the pattern and Yahweh just start revealing because Yahweh is the revealer, you understand? Um, and so Yahweh, and that's what, let me just say this too. I don't want to keep interjecting, but that's what Yahweh did revealing me and confirmed it through other brethren about studying about Yahweh, whether it's the textbook or the charts or whatever, just try to get the gist of what's being presented to you. Whether if it's the textbook, try to understand what exactly Dr. Kennedy is saying from just understanding the words that he's saying or what he's telling you. You know, that's what he had to show me with that divine pattern universe. I'm trying to 
okay, what's the, like, I didn't get the veils. I just didn't get it, you know? So anyway, you know, just understanding what he's saying, this veil references a division. Don't try to get the spiritual meaning of it. I don't know if anybody else tried, but that's what I was trying to do, trying to get Mm -hmm. the spiritual significance Mm -hmm. of it. That's Yahweh, Yahweh has to reveal that to you. But try to Mm -hmm. understand the concepts that are being put forth to you. And Yahweh connect dots. That's his job. <laughs> you understand? So it's, it, it actually takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders. It's, let me just grasp this. Whether you're reading the Bible, whatever, let me grasp what happened. Like I said, mm-hmm. I like the way Dr. Will Williams always said, just review the record. Get the story. Understand the story of what happened with Abraham and, and Lot and all. Okay, I know that's what happened. That was Abraham and Lot and Gomorrah. Whatever. You understand? You get the story. Yahweh will start connecting the dots for you. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. So anyway, anyway, let's do what I said I was going to do when I get down. <clears throat> so we're looking at death, burn, and resurrection in this transgression plate. So the death and yeah, we're going to have this sent out because there's scriptures and I can't, I don't want to read them all. Yeah, but we do, I do death, have that, Dorian, Dr. Lewis. You got the one with the red? Okay, yes, you send that out. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the death is um, Eve partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam was not in the trans, Adam who was not in the transgression, willingly died for his bride. So when Yahweh told them not to take of that fruit unless they, because uh, they would surely die. And Eve is deceived. She uh, already takes, partakes of the fruit. She's dead. So Adam could have said, we, we used to always say that Adam could have said, oh, woman, you on your own. You know, Yahweh told us not to do that. I'm going to have Yahweh, I got more ribs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have Yahweh make me another woman because you out of here. You see, but he didn't do that. His love for his offspring foretelling or representing Yahshua Messiah, he willingly died for his bride. So Adam's not in the transgression, he died for his bride, that is the death. And his body died 930 years later. All right, the burial is Adam was buried in condemnation and eventually his body was buried back in the ground from whence he was taken, you see. And so we had that depicted on this uh, chart. You see Adam coming out of the garden in the holy place. You see his hands or his face is covered by his hands. He is in condemnation. And that's what Paul talked about is the sin. Um, how does that go? Come on, guys, I can't think of it. He talks about the, uh, it was over it was all mankind. Not that, not, I know, yeah, I was thinking that too, but no, it, it was mm-hmm. over all mankind or something like that. Right from Adam when, to mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Romans yeah, that, death reign, death reign. Okay, thank you. We don't have to get it. I don't. I'm, but we should get these scriptures. I just don't want to take that much time to do it. You know. Um, but really, in your own time, study these and look at these scriptures. You know, that's another thing you always been telling me. I'm telling you, I got a confession to make. All the time I was reading the textbook, I never got scripture reference. It's like I don't know. It just kind of broke up. I don't yeah, know. It made it harder to study. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I go back and get the scripture references. You know, there's a reason he's doing that. So anyway. Um, <clears throat> So Adam was buried in condemnation and his body was buried in the ground 930 years later once it was taken. So that's the burial, the resurrection. I forgot the 40 principle, but I'll let somebody else explain that. The resurrection 40 principle is the only resurrection from sin is the hope of the promised seed, Yahshua, who would be born of a woman through childbearing, uh, born of a woman and through childbearing, they will be saved. You see, so that represents like Eve having having that. They Adam and Eve are the first man, first man and woman. They are the first human beings. All human beings are descended from them. You see, and and 
through their lineage, Yahshua Messiah would be born. You see, so that's the resurrection. And his death, burn resurrection is what made a way for us to be resurrected out of that condemnation and sin that we inherited from Adam. That's the word I was looking for. We inherited that sin from Adam. You understand? And that's that, that condemnation. So does that make sense? So I like it took forever to get through that. Nope, All right, so then we'll go over to knowing the ark, or on this chart it says Noah preparing to enter the ark. All right, and so the death in this play, in this uh, series of plates, is because of sin, Yahweh declared the end of all flesh, and the wicked died in the flood. That's a death. It was a great flood, and everybody who wasn't in that ark died. That's an easy one, right? That's the death in that in that plate. The burial is another easy one. Waters buried all mankind, and the highest mountaintops. Okay, that's the burial on that plate. The resurrection of 40 principle. Uh, well, I forgot the 40 principle. I'll just put it, I'll just put them in there, even though I didn't really touch on the 40 principle. But that 40 principle is another, just another witness. Remember, so these are witnesses to Yahshua Messiah. It's another witness. So it's no, I don't know how to say it. It's not like a magical, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's another witness, just like death, burn, resurrection. Okay. Uh, 40, uh, Moses, and in, in the, for the uh, transgression play, Moses was, Moses' vision in the mount 40 days, because that's how we get that record of what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. Was through, that's Moses' vision. We kind of went through that last class, and he was in the mount getting that vision 40 days. So that's the 40 principle in the, in the transgression play. So over, we're back in the Noah play, we, in the most holy place, which is resurrection in 40, Yahweh saved resurrected eight souls from destruction of floodwaters. You see, so that's the resurrection and the 40 principles that reign 40 days and 40 nights. So we go to the Abraham and King Melchizedek. Play. So the death was Isaac was as good as dead in Abraham's heart and mind since he intended to sacrifice his son as Yahweh commanded. So that's the death. You also had the death of the ram that was sacrificed in, that, in uh, Isaac's stead. All right. The burial is Abraham had Isaac buried in his heart and mind on the journey to Mount Moriah. That's Genesis 22 and 6. And that's another one that for years I used to read and be like, eh, sound like y'all making that up. How do you know what Abraham thought? But it's in the Bible. <laughs> you got to review the record, right? So Abraham is taking Isaac up the mountain. He's taking him to sacrifice him. You understand? And he tells his servants who are with them. He tells them, you guys stop here and me and the lad are going to go up and you stay here until we get back. But he's going to kill Isaac. You see what I'm saying? So it ain't, I'm going to be coming back alone, you see. But he already knew that Yahweh, he had gotten Isaac from the dead anyway in a, in a type, in the sense that Abraham, uh, Abraham was far too old to have to uh, be, uh, what's the word, fertile. You know what I'm saying? And Abraham, his wife, uh, can't think of nobody's name, Abraham and Sarah. His wife, Sarah, was barren her whole life. And when she was of childbearing age, and now she's old as dirt. So they can't have kids. And then that's when they have Isaac. So it's a type of him being born from the, or raised from the dead right there. So Abraham already had that faith in Yahweh. That if Yahweh tells me to do this, he'll give him back to me. You understand? He'll resurrect him. He has the power to do that. And that's why he said, y'all just stay here till we get back, <laughs> you know. So, um, so Abraham had, that's the burial. Abraham had Isaac buried in his heart and mind on the journey to Mount Moriah. And the resurrection of 40 principle is 
Abraham had faith in Yahweh and of Isaac's resurrection because he quickened Sarah's dead womb and gave him a son in their old age, which is what I just said. I probably should just read it. <laughs> and then so uh, the 40 is Isaac was in the womb 40 weeks or nine months. Okay. So now the migratory pattern. All I'm doing is you see how tight it is. This is what Dr. Kennedy was talking about with the unerring accuracy. We don't have to reach for these principles. We don't have to cock our head to the side and try to fit a square peg in a round hole. It's just there. It's That's in right. every single one of these events, you see. So um, Abraham, no, we just did that. Migratory pattern. All right, the death in the migratory pattern. The migratory pattern is the children of Israel's journey out of slavery and bondage in Egypt through the wilderness and eventually into Cain's land, see. So the, the Passover lamb was killed or died, sparing their lives, which you always pass over, sparing their lives from death, all right? So that's the death in the, in the uh, migratory pattern. The burial is Israel was baptized or buried in the cloud and in the sea the third day of migration. The Egyptians were buried in the water. They were killed and buried in the water. The resurrection and 40 principle is Yahweh raised Israel from their bondage in Egypt to a new life in the wilderness of Sinai. All right. In the 40 years, the children of Israel were in the wilderness 40 years. We're not making this up. <laughs> See what I'm saying? This is all in your Bible. Dr. Brazil said that Tuesday. Like, this is everything we get, we get it out of your Bible. We ain't just, this is not a philosophy that Dr. Kennedy came up with. You understand? Right. It's just been in that book the entire time. But as he said, it's a mystery. He's saying Yahweh has to reveal it to unlock that mystery. It's Yahweh that does that. Mm -hmm. All right. So now um, the interior of the tabernacle pattern. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so the death. Now we just went through this, but I'll go through it again. Uh, sacrifices died daily and were offered on the altar in place of sinners under penalty of death. The sacrifices they had this brain when they broke one of the laws. You understand? That's the death in the interior tabernacle. The burial is the sacrifices were washed or buried in the labor. The priests also washed in the labor. So that's like a bat. That's what baptism means. It's burial or immersion. You see, so that's the burial in the, in the interior tabernacle. The resurrection of 40 principle. The priest poured holy anointing oil upon his head before resurrecting into the holy place. All right. And then the 40 is the door is the fourth step. So as we, I mean, growing up in this class, you can hear this all the time. Zero is a placeholder. They have no value. For what we're talking about, it don't matter if it's four, 40, 400, 4,000, 4 million, 4 trillion. It's the four that you're looking at. All right. So, all right. So that is the uh, interior tabernacle. Yahshua's baptism and ministry. All right. Uh, let me see. Okay. The death. Can you, yeah, there you go. It's kind of it's so weird going on this tiny screen. All right, the death and Yahshua's baptism and ministry. Death. John declared Yahshua to be the sacrificial lamb of Yahweh, who would die for the sin of the world. That's when he goes to uh, to John to be baptized. And Doctor, you just just mentioned that when he goes to John to be baptized. John, you know, he asks, has he says, "Behold, the lamb of Yahweh." You understand? So that's the lamb of Yahweh, the sacrificial lamb of Yahweh, who would die for the sin of the world. The burial is Yahshua was buried. And we're looking at these, remember these principles, this is this chart. This is the explanation of this chart, what it's showing. So in that most, in, a, uh, in the court roundabout plate, you see Yahshua on the cross that's representing him being the last lamb slain from the foundation of the world. 
Then you have going in the upward manner, you have Yahshua and John. John is baptizing Yahshua, you see, and that's the burial. Yahshua was baptized. It's a type of burial by John preparing for his ministry and crucifixion. And then you have the resurrection. Yahshua was led up of the spirit into the wilderness. And that's what you have in the most in the holy place right there. Um, Yahshua was led up of the spirit into the wilderness of Judea, where he was tested by Satan. In the 40 years, Yahshua spent 40 days in the wilderness. And that actually brings up a question that I'm going to finish this and then I want to bring. This is a question I had for a while about this chart. Maybe uh, somebody can answer for me. Uh, all right, unity of the spirit. I'm going to move along now. I'm just going to read these things. and then I'll get down. The unity of the spirit. Death. In order for you to live, something must die. Death, burial, and resurrection are the witnesses that testify to his son, Yahshua. That's 1 John 5 and 7. The burial. In order for a resurrection to take place, there must be a burial as a witness in the earth. Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection are signified by the blood, water, and spirit. Resurrection. Yahshua resurrected a quickening spirit to bring forth life from a dead seed placed in the earth. So he went down that, that uh, specially prepared body, dead seed placed in the earth, and he resurrected. You understand? And we do that every year. Plant our seeds. As a gardener, you plant these seeds, and they, that's the type, that's pointing to Yahshua. Dead, and it's, uh, it comes up resurrected in the glorious form. You understand? That's a, Dr. Kinley has a principle that he talks about in the second volume about, um, I think it's the second volume about childbirth. That just blew my mind. You understand? He talks about uh, intercourse and when, when the con conception. As long as the man sees stayed in him, it's, it's a type of being dead. It can't bring forth life. So it has to be buried in the womb. And he, he said, that what is the womb? Well, Adam was made from the dust of the ground and Eve was made from him. So Eve is of the dust of the ground. So the seed has to be buried in the ground. And all of this is pointing to Yahshua being buried in the ground, just as it says right here. And then uh, to bring forth life from a dead seed placed in the earth, you see, so. Same way you had your beautiful bouncing baby boy, that seed had to be placed in the earth. That's a type. You understand what I'm saying? You understand? Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua are one. This is the record in heaven. Those are beautiful principles to me, though. And 40 is our 2020 vision adds up to 40. 2020 is perfect vision. All right, real quick, I'm going to go across these bottom places. I'm less familiar with these, but I want to go through them since I got the cheat sheet. Do I have enough time? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yep. All right. All right, that first plate on the left is uh, the first plate on the left on the bottom. Yep, mm -hmm. death, burial, resurrection, mm -hmm. um, and ascension. All right, the death is Yahshua died on the cross as a sacrifice for us in fulfillment of the scriptures. That's, that's another easy one, right? The burial is Yahshua's burial. Yahshua was buried in Joseph's new tomb, fulfilling the rest on the Sabbath. Understand the resurrection of 40 principle. Yahshua was raised again on the third day, a quickening spirit. His mm -hmm. physical body was consumed in the tomb, just as the remains of the lamb in Egypt had to be burned or consumed. Mm -hmm. And then the 40 is uh, 40 days in the wilderness of Judea. I don't understand mm -hmm. that one, but this is a school. We'll, we'll figure we'll find out about that later. <laughs> uh, or if somebody else knows that they can uh, enlighten me. Had to spend forty days in the wilderness after um, after he resurrected, but before he ascended unto Yahweh. 
Did he? After the resurrection? Okay, I didn't know that. All right. He came yeah. out the tomb, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. All right. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. So Pentecost, uh, death. <clears throat> Excuse me. At Pentecost, the apostles understood Yahshua's death and that mankind was dead from Adam to Yahshua. Acts 2 and 1 through 21 and Matthew 26, 26. The Holy Spirit revealed how and why Yahshua preached and prefigured his death for a resurrection. So that's the Holy Spirit revealing those things to them. They understood the significance of Yahshua's death. You understand? Burial. The apostles then understood his burial of John the Baptist or his baptism. See, they understood it. This is when the Holy Spirit reveals all this stuff to them as an act. We get the record of that. Uh, resurrection of 40 principle. The apostles understood the true resurrection of mankind is through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2 and 1 through 21. Oh, okay. Uh, and that his spirit quickened, resurrected his apostles to preach Yahshua according to the scriptures. All of these things were written in the law and the prophets. And uh, that's what they took. They told uh, whoever that was they were talking to with the the, you know, the governor or whoever was questioning them after they healed the lame man. <laughs> they preached Yahshua. That's all they could do because Yahweh had revealed that to them after Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection. And the 40s was the Gentiles re received the Holy Spirit in AD 40. All right, the persecution. We're almost done, everybody. And the persecution is, uh, the death was the deacon Stephen was stoned to death for preaching the gospel of Yahshua. That's Acts 7, 7 and 58. Burial, the deacon uh, Philip preached and baptized the Ethiopian eunuch in water, a type of burial. Now, even though, and that was something else, those are just little tidbits Yahweh give you that because when we read that and we talk about Philip baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch, Philip was wrong to do that. If you, in other words, baptism after Yahshua's death, burial, death, burial, and resurrection was not valid. You understand? It wasn't valid for his, you understand? But it was according to Yahweh's purpose. You gotta have that burial principle. You see what I'm saying? You gotta have a principle. But it wasn't for his soul salvation. You understand? And they and they talk about that in, in the uh, in the um, in Acts. I think it's Paul, or not Paul, but uh, Peter. And anyway, all right. So that's the burial. Deacon Philip preached and baptized the Ethiopian eunuch in water, a type of burial. The resurrection and forty principle. The disciples resurrected on the day of Pentecost, preaching with the Holy Spirit and dispersed from Jerusalem, which raised up believers among the Jews. All right, so that's the resurrection. Now you get people starting to believe in Yahshua Messiah and that he has resurrected. And the 40 is the preaching began at one Jerusalem, two Judea, three Samaria, and four of the other parts of the world. Now remember we talked about 440, 400, don't matter. Look for that four. So now Gentile conversion, the death. The apostle James died by Herod's sword. Acts 12. The burial. Peter was bound hand and foot in prison, a type of burial. Resurrection and 40 principle. Peter was released or raised by the angel 10 years after Yahshua's resurrection. And the 40 is uh, the Holy Spirit poured out on the Gentiles in AD 40. It's Acts 10th chapter. The apostasy. The death. They crucify the Messiah afresh and make a show of him openly by restoring death, dead, excuse me, death causing works of carnal ordinances and false worship to Yahweh. So now you see on that apostasy chart, that's what he's got out down there in the uh, court roundabout. Can you zoom on that a little bit? 
stupid phone. Cardinal Ornuses restored. Sorry, Dr. Lewis, I'm gonna switch to the other one. I think the other one is a little bit clearer. Okay. This one, oh, yeah, you know, as we zoom in, it gets, yeah. Right. So here it's a little bit clearer. So let me okay. blow it up. There we go. Uh, we had a, we had a, yes, there we go. Right, so that's apostasy, yeah. So you see these are the apostate work and apostasy is a falling away from what once was taught, a turning mm -hmm. away. And so see carnal ordinances restored. You see he's got the, uh, well, we're about to get to that. So uh, the burial, let me see apostasy, the burial. These works of righteousness of mankind bury souls in condemnation in the blood of carnal ordinances as they will die as dumb dogs. That's Isaiah 56. So I want you guys to see they're not just pulling this stuff out of thin air. Mm -hmm. They're writing these words they're using as they will die as dumb dogs. That's in Isaiah 56 and 10. So uh, oh, I was thinking, so I was thinking of the, um, uh, the blood, water, and spirit. Because that's what you see right there. He's got the cup that that, that what the Catholic Church calls a uh, transubstantiation when they you know the communion where they turn the wine to the blood and the wafer to the body. You see that's blood. You know the, even though that's in, in uh, unrighteousness, it's still the principle of blood. But I'm jumping ahead. We ain't gonna do that today. So uh, all right, then the resurrection and the apostasy plate is Yahshua is the way. We see that in that line right there in, in the holy place. Yahshua is the way, the truth, and the life to quicken or raise souls to new life and understanding. See, Yahshua is the way, the truth, and the life out of all that chaos and hell and evil that's going on in that plate. Yahshua is the way and the truth and life and the only way out of it, you see. So that's, that's the resurrection of that plate. And then eschatology, which is the end of all things. Back to the other chart. Yeah. yeah. eschatology or the end of all things or the study of the end of all things death consummation of the earth and souls who do not know yahweh and obey not the gospel are condemned to everlasting judgment banished from the presence of yahweh for eternity second thessalonians first chapter the burial is the condemned are buried or cast into the lake of fire in the resurrection and 40 principle those who receive Yahshua in righteousness are redeemed and raised to life and eternal glorification, Matthew 13, chapter. The unrighteous are raised to damnation. It's Revelation 20th chapter, 2 Thessalonians. All right, and then we don't have a 40 principle for that one. So like I said, we'll have, uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Felicia Hamilton is gonna send this out to everybody. Um, I hope that that helped. I, I, for me, I love these principles. I know it's probably kind of drab listening to me read that, but. I do got a quick question that maybe somebody can cover. It don't have to be the next speaker, but whoever. I always thought, so we looking at these death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirits, three principles, right? So I'm in my mind, now I see that this is wrong, but I always thought it was like going to the most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. But if you look at the way this chart is structured, the blood, water, and spirit, or the blood and the water are almost always in the court roundabout. And the spirit is at the door or in the holy place. So I don't know if somebody can explain that, if that even made sense. I thought the you know spirit would be in the most holy place, say for like 
the transgression plate or any of those plates. But you know, root the way we we just went through it. You see the blood, water, spirit is always up in the in the uh, or the death, burial, and resurrection. Same thing. It's always in the most in the holy place. Does that make sense? You see what I'm trying to say? So well, I don't know if those principles. The answer that is, uh, I am the door. Right. And then go back to the tabernacle pattern itself, the fourth step, with the numbers counting one to seven. Okay. And so you can't change that four or move it up or down. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Yahshua say, I'm the door. Right. It opens up everything. <laughs> so right. that's the tabernacle okay, pattern. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. I think I thought that. that so so the principles of blood water spirit don't go into the most holy place like are they there or or no i guess that's what i thought that they would be up there too but anyway we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that hey, dr lewis uh-huh hey dr lewis i yep. just wanted uh -huh. to add a comment about yeah. that um <clears throat> the way i always understood it there are three that bear record in in the earth, the blood, the water, and the spirit, those three green one. So it's always, that always looked to me, looked at as like the right. physical and the court round about represents the lower state flesh right. or, right. you know, that's where you have the death, you have the blood, the sacrifice. So that's where I always saw blood, water, spirit, of course, we right. have to see Yahshua that there, but, but that's where I always saw blood and water in the earth or the lower part. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nelson. That's what I, Yeah. You also, uh -huh. got, you also got that spirit right where the close to where the holy anointing oil is or the right the spiritual right. Uh, resurrection. So that could be spirit too. Right, right. No, you were absolutely right. Thank you, Pedro. That's the thing that's funny about all of this. We was texting uh me and Dwan was texting during the um we were listening to that lecture on Tuesday, Dr. Kinley lecture. It's like the the way he says things, they it come. He says them like it's so simple, and then it's always that facepalm moment for me. Like, oh, why didn't I see that? And what everybody just said, that's it's the witness in the earth that just solidified it for me. Okay, now I understand. Because I, I would always, anyway, I would just. I think I was mixing something up. I was thinking, you know, like the blood would be court roundabout, water would be holy place, spirit would be most holy place. But we're looking at these witnesses in the earth. That helps me. So anyway. Uh, that's all I got. Can I have I hope a yeah, please. Yes, I was I was hoping you was gonna have some, Doctor Dye. <laughs> well, hold no. on before you say no, something, Doctor Die. Doctor Die, one second. Yes, ma'am. For our next speaker of the evening, we'll have Doctor Die, the Dean of the Grand Rapids branch. I'm, I'm sorry, Muskegon. I'm from Muskegon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was gonna call you anyway, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Doctor uh -huh. Hamilton. Uh -huh. <laughs> and Georgia the other night too. That was interesting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me say this. When you look at this chart, there's several things going on. Uh, when we talk about the pattern that Yahweh pitched and not man, and we look at this chart, so we're talking about the migratory pattern. And what you have as we go through this thing, you have blood. You talk, you either, we do two things in this school, first of all. Maybe I'll just go through that. There's a lot of things that we do in this school by the pattern. We begin with Elohim being the archetype, resonant pattern of the universe. He's the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, these three are one. 
and they put Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua on that. He's the archetype, original spirit, pattern temple. That's what he is. And you see that on the front of your textbooks. You have the archetype temple, which is Elohim. You have the tabernacle, which he transforms into. And then you have the tabernacle of man. Now, in the illustrations that you're looking at, on this chart on the pattern of plan of salvation. The founder said he could not always put the principle of spirit or these on the particular line, because if you would go back to the garden, transgression plate, move it over a little bit. So you can see the transgression plate. Okay, you see the angel with the sword? In Hebrews, angels are ministering spirit. Right, right. See, so you're going to have a spirit lie. See, that's what you're going to look at. And it's not always. Now, if you go over to the Abraham King Melchizedek plate, right, and you see the angel, where's the angel? You got him in the holy place? Well, down here in the court round about, the angel that stayed Abraham's hand. See that? Right, you see an angel right. there. You understand? Now, that seems like that's in the court roundabout. But you're looking at the principle of blood, water, spirit. See? Okay. There's the okay. transition that's going on. See, that you're looking at. If you go back to the Noahic plate, there's an angel in the cloud in the, whole, in the court roundabout. Yeah. See, that's where he has his vision. You understand? So when you go to the wilderness of cyanide or migratory pattern, over here at the migratory pattern, you have an angel, you'll see that if we go back, not the migratory pattern, it, there will be an angel in the cloud. See, right there, there's a division between light and darkness. Now, when we go into the interior of the tabernacle, you talk about, now over here, we talk about the high priest being anointed with oil. Well, when you look that up and you read about that, he says that he took Aaron and his sons and they were anointed at the door of the tabernacle. See, you also have oil in that lamp, right? The seven branch golden candlestick. You have oil there, see? And you're looking at that. So when you move to the next plate, talking about the spirit, you have the spirit, you have Yahweh, it's in the court roundabout, you have, uh, well, I don't see it here. Here you say, Yahweh spoke from heaven, say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. See, so he sets that line up, but he can't always draw, see, it in the proper place as he goes through this story. And that's what you're looking right, at. Right, I got you, I got you, I got you. So when we go to the crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and ascension plate, that's on the lower part of this tabernacle. Yahshua's crucifixion, the bottom plates, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. See, that's in the bottom portion of this chart. You understand? Now, where you have the angel at, if you're looking at the picture, see, he rolls back the stone here. What you're looking at, that's an angel that comes down from heaven. He rolls the stone back, right? And Yahshua resurrected what? Out of the tomb, a quickening spirit. 
Well, you see the burial in the court roundabout, you see the resurrection in the holy place. Also, Yahshua is the rock. And then when you go to the next plate, you see they're all in the upper room in the holy place. So in the illustration, you understand, it's not always the way that you perceive it because he's trying to illustrate these things or these principles, but the spirit also represents a resurrection. Okay. So that's what you're kind of looking at as you're going through this chart. But he couldn't put everything in the proper place as it was being illustrated. See, you pick up the same thing. So what you'll have in the next plate, now you got two things in this plate. You got Pentecost, where you have this woman clothed in the sun and the moon under her feet. You have the same principle that woman is still clothed in the sun, but this satanic spirit or this dragon is going to devour her child as soon as it was born. So in the holy place, there's a principle of spirit. See, and he's making that line, but it's not always, can't always put those things where they are in the correct position. But you see the principles that John was talking about, about the three that are record in heaven. That's the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, most holy place. You have the intermediate state of the holy place, and you have those principles lining up in the court roundabout. Now, one other thing that you might want to look at, say when we get to the persecution place, or as we talk about, maybe we'll talk about. Now, the founder says, We'll talk about Pentecost in the court roundabout. See, and I used to think that, and I heard, uh, it was back in the day, and I think it was uh, Dr. Mathis said something about it. We were in Peoria. And so what you have down here, you have these 12 disciples around the table. Now, usually, now we on we alternate through these things. Sometimes we'll use blood, water, spirit. Sometimes we'll use death, burial, resurrection. But the right. holy place, there's always a principle of forty. So in here, you have them here. He's watching their feet, and they're eating the Passover, and it looks like that's before Yahshua was crucified. Now, there may be another plate that you have to look at when you compare this, because what we talk about, we talk about Pentecost, the 50th day that they receive the Holy Spirit, which begins the present kingdom age. You understand? That's what it begins, or the fourth age. You understand? Now, this plate does not necessarily, do you have a, another chart? like this another elementary chart actually you should go to chart series number two and look at the pentecost plate that's 40 plate chart because that would be a a real illustration of what's going on here okay you have to go to pentecost okay here now Plate number 32. Now, in this plate, what you see here, you see three hearts in the background. Everybody see that? You see, because these things in Pentecost, which begins the fourth age, 
these things are going to be as we say in the most holy place. It says the throne of Yahweh Elohim, new covenant written in the hearts and minds. They're going to understand because he gets into this controversy about what's going on. Peter say, you know, he talks about washing feet. See, now the priest, according to the pattern, Aaron and Aaron had to be, Aaron washed his hands, his hands and feet at the labor. But then before they could officiate, they were washed at the door of the tabernacle where they were also anointed and they were only anointed once. See, some we use a cup, but I can't remember. It's in Psalms, they said they use a horn of oil. My problem used to be, well, because our dean used to say, well, you know that cup sitting on the, the base of the labor. Well, I couldn't figure that because you have to watch those sacrifices. Now, if you grab a hold of a bullock, which is typical of the cow, and you got to lift those pieces up that was cut in order, mm -hmm. see, and laid on the altar over the, into the labor to wash them, to be placed on the altar. You know, I've cut up food. I cut up meat. I used to deer hunt. <laughs> I cut it up and prepare it to eat. And, and some of those pieces would be heavy. You'd be knocking that cup off in the labor a whole lot of times trying to get that meat in there. Well, that was, that's what I was thinking. So there's a principle that he was anointed once at the door. And you can read that back under the law where Aaron and his sons, there might be a scripture on there in that plate, I'm not sure. But this things right here was supposed to be written in the heart. And that's kind of what you're looking at when you're dealing with these plates, you understand? And that principle, you understand? Now, what we do now, we got a couple of things that we deal with in the school. Maybe I ought to read something. I think it's, uh, it's either Isaiah 28, 9, and 10, or Isaiah, try 28, 9, and 10. Okay, Isaiah 28, 9, and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he Now, who is he going to teach knowledge? That's the question. Who is Yahweh going to teach knowledge? Now that, you know, we have knowledge, see? But who's going to understand the doctrine? And that's what we're trying to do in this school, get you to understand this doctrine, Read. Mm -hmm. And whom shall he make? I'm sorry, let me start over. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are mm -hmm. weaned from the milk, <clears throat> excuse me, and drawn from the breast. No, he's precept, talking about the law and the prophets. So we're talking mm -hmm. about the Old Testament portion of the Bible, them that are weaned from the milk. And mm -hmm. we were always told that a woman has two breasts. Mm -hmm. Before they had Infamil and Similac, you know, the woman had right. to breastfeed her baby. You know, even Moses, he said, well, the woman, his, when Pharaoh's daughter adopted him, she didn't have no milk. Right. <laughs> Gotta have a baby right. to have milk. Mm -hmm. So she sent him back to, a, as they call, you know, during certain times in history, a wet nurse. Yes, right. See? And that's in what compartment? Mm -hmm. Of a woman mm -hmm. in the chest cavity? That's in the holy place. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You get the point, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast for what? Mm -hmm. For precept must be upon precept. Mm -hmm. 
So we talked upon precept. precept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Upon precept, precept mm -hmm. upon precept. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Line upon line. line now, what you're establishing line. is by the tabernacle pattern, you're establishing a line upon line and a line upon line. Go ahead. Here a little and there a little. Law. Here a little mm -hmm. to the law and there a little to the what? Prophets. Read on. Mm -hmm. For with stammering lips and so another tongue. To the law. Mm -hmm. So we go to the law and the prophets. Why? Because when Yahshua and Messiah walked the earth plain, you understand, and that's in the vision too, that's all he had. So moving, so we're looking for these principles and we line these principles up in the school and that's what you're doing. And you know, none of us knew how to run through this thing. Matt, in our class, what they used to do, they used to stop at the crucifixion, burial, resurrection, 40, and ascension of Yahshua of Messiah, and that was sufficient, <laughs> if you understand. But sometimes you have, we can go through all of these charts because we're looking at the same, we're supposed to be looking at the same thing. Go ahead, read on. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. For with mm -hmm. stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Mm -hmm. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you mean this is the rest? The rest from what? What are you resting right. from? Now, when we talk about resting, look, when, see, now, when we talk about what the children of Israel had to do with all those cardinal ordinances and feast days and all the laws they had to do, you understand, all the sacrifice they had to worship up, when Yahshua fulfilled that, nailed us to a cross, brought it to an end, now you can rest from doing all those, all that work. You, anybody do Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. Anybody have to cook? It's a lot of work. You know, prepare a meal and do all that kind of stuff. That gets labor intense, if you understand mm -hmm. what I'm, and not, that's just, now the other part is the cleanup. <laughs> but, you get the idea. Same mm -hmm. thing back with the children of Israel and all the ordinances and feast days and all the laws that they had to keep and keep straight. They had to write them everywhere. That's right. I hardly remember the aims now <laughs> to keep them in order in my mind, see? But I, I can read them. So you're looking mm -hmm. at something. So now let's go back up to the, to, let's go back to the tabernacle pattern. We can go to the chart on the pattern of plan of salvation chart, or you can go up to in any of these charts and we'll talk about that a little bit mm -hmm. and we'll talk now i want to this is a school we're trying mm -hmm. to understand how how this is operating and what we're looking at we're looking at the uh pattern of plan of salvation chart please yes mm -hmm. we're looking at the principle now the center of this is what we're looking at in this and we're looking at the you're looking at the migratory pattern we want to look at the interior of the tabernacle pattern, but they're all there. All those plates are there, and you're looking at certain things that we're dealing with by this pattern. See, the interior of the tabernacle pattern. And we say this several ways. We're dealing, now principally, we're dealing with certain principles. See, one of the ministers just said that there are seven steps in the tabernacle pattern. Normally we go to the green chart, 
or the AHA chart. Maybe we ought to do that and come back to this one. So you can okay. see, now we're just gonna give you a general idea of what's going on and what we're doing and how mm -hmm. this thing is being done. Well, we'll stay mm -hmm. here for now. It's, okay. it's, it's, there's a lag, Dr. Dye, so yeah. Well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, these, now what we're dealing with is a pattern. The intangible tabernacle, the interior of the tabernacle pattern, we have these seven steps. We have the gate. You're not always gonna know what the gate is. That's number one. We have the altar of sin sacrifice. That's number two. Do anybody know what the principle is for the altar of sin sacrifice with the four points of blood? Yeah. That's either gonna be blood or it's death. death. Mm -hmm. Is it just death or is it also blood? Yeah. Oh. Are they associated? I'm just talking about the principles that we're dealing with. You're right. It is mm -hmm. death. Mm -hmm. It is blood. Facing mm -hmm. the same principle. We go to the next step is the labor, right? Mm -hmm. Is water or what? Burial. You see, we're, do we're talking about these vessels. We're talking about the steps. You go to the fourth step, which is the second yeah. veil. What mm -hmm. else is it called? Mm -hmm. The door. door. Mm -hmm. You go into the holy place. The whole holy place is number five. That's mm -hmm. the holy place and the most holy place is covered by a tent. You have mm -hmm. in, in, in the minister, well, Dr. Lewis did pretty good on that. He did pretty good anyway, but generally speaking. <laughs> He said that you have the light. That's a principle. It's been talked about. Dr. Euler, I think it was, talking about Yahshua being the light of the world. Mm -hmm. He mentioned something about the table of shoe bread, mm -hmm. right? In the holy place. But this is the fifth step. He said that, I think Dr. Lewis said that was sustenance. You got the altar incense. That's intercession, but that's all in the holy place. And those principles are locked up in this, in the migratory pattern or in those plates. You're not always going to see them. That's why we're talking about here a little and there a little. You understand? You go to the second veil. Now that veil went all the way across. You want to cross at the door, but the way he opened that up, you may not always see it. Look like it's going up. You have the right. most holy place. One, you have the law. And you have spirit and you have two witnesses there. They're looking at, they're bearing witness to, we call that the Shekinah, to Yahweh Elohim. Now there are seven steps that we're dealing with. What are the principles are you using in that? The altar, the labor, and the door or the oil where the priest was anointed at the door. Then you got a 40 the, in the holy. Well, we say the door is 40, but then we can also say the holy place, principally if we look in the migratory pattern, and that's on the other chart. We can go back to the chart on the pattern of plan of salvation. Because I'm quickly running out of time. See? Uh, chart on the pattern of plan of salvation, please. Because we're dealing now, now, what I look at in here, the same principle. So if you pick up those principles, 
by the pattern, we're always talking about the same thing. So in your migratory pattern, you got the blood on the lintel, two side posts of the door or the sacrifice. You come to the labor, well, that's compared to the Red Sea. He opens up the Red Sea, well, that's compared to the door. There's an angel in the cloud. If you see sometimes, that's, that's typical of the spirit. They get into the wilderness of Sinai. Well, what they got to do out there? They're going to have light. Well, that's the candlestick. Well, you get out there, they're going to get hungry. He's going to rain manna from heaven. That's bread. You're going to have this tabernacle as intercessor, or you're going to have the priest officiating in the tabernacle as an intercessor, or you're going to have Moses running up and down the mountain as an intercessor, but you also have the presence of Yahshua, the Messiah there. You're going to go to the second veil. You understand that's the river Jordan. You're going into the most holy place. Well, what's going to be in the most holy place? You're going to have tabernacle pitched on Mount Zion. You're going to have the temple pitched on Mount Sinai. And you're going to have, as we say, all the way across is typical of a kingdom or kings. You're going to have that principle that you're running through there. So you're going to now. So if I look at this tabernacle pattern and I go through the court roundabout to the holy place, I'm either going to say blood, water, spirit, and 40. Well, the high priest is going to send, I'm going to say death, burial, resurrection, 40, and ascension. So we're using the same pattern, but sometimes we're lining it up to get to a particular point. Now, when we go to Matthews 24 and 14, when you therefore, well, maybe it's say, when you therefore see the abomination of desolation, stand where? It says, stand in the holy place. Holy place. Mm -hmm. Now, the holy place is the, we can say, well, uh, the, the Ark of Covenant is the most holy place. You have three vessels in the holy place, but you're standing in the holy place. Well, what else is going on in the holy place? Once you get to the holy place, you can be taught just like he taught Israel. But principally, Moses went into the top of that mountain, which is typical of the most holy place. Well, we're looking at a pattern and operation in all these plates. So that's what you're looking at. Even if you went back to Noah's Ark, did he have to bring any food in there? He's got a skylight, holy place, right? He's got to bring in food. That's substance. The ark is going to be the intercessor between life and death. It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. So you have these interior principles also being manifested in this operation. So now as we as ministers, and we're going to line these principles up as this chart also does. See, it's going to line these principles up through the eight, the physical ages, right? See, and that's what you're looking at. You're looking at this chart of the in those three physical ages, and you got those particular men that begins and end and eight. So if we went to the baptism and ministry plate, and you mentioned that, that's what is also called. That's uh, next plate over. So called it's also called in other places baptism and ministry spiritual temple now when we talk about this now this is yashua a type of the officiating the holy spirit officiating your heart and mind okay doc i see the sign five minutes okay but i still want to go back to that plate okay so we're looking at baptism and ministry as it compares to the interior of the tabernacle 
you have Yahshua slain before he's slain. He's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world or our Passover. That's the altar. Four points of blood right down there. You come to the water. Well, he's not baptized in the Red Sea. He's baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. See, he's going to go into the wilderness of the holy place. You see a heart there. The scriptures concerning, and you see the word sanctuary, which is the holy place. That heart represents the light. And you got scriptures pertaining to the heart, and you see a dove there. On the other side, you have another heart. On the right, that's table shoe bread. It represents the bread. Yahshua the Messiah represents the intercessor. So what we're saying is as ministers in the school is, is not, but you want to be familiar with all the ways that the ministers are covering this by the pattern. And then you enter into heaven itself in the most holy place where Yahshua sins. You understand? So you're looking at those principles by the pattern all the way through. So it's a preference of the ministers, as we say in 1 Corinthians, what, 15 and 1? Talk about Yahshua's crucifixion. Talk about his death, mm -hmm. which is by the blood. His burial, which is by the water mm -hmm. or the tomb. His resurrection, we can say the angel, we can say Yahshua, who's a quickening spirit, resurrects. He's going to tarry on the earth for what? 40 days where he's going to be seen of many. Mm -hmm. You understand? And he's going to send into the heavens. Now, what you did, you completed this pattern in more than one way. So depending on the preference of the minister, he may say blood, water, spirit, 40, and ascension. He may not talk about the ascension or death, burial, resurrection, 40, and ascension. So we're looking at all these things by the pattern as we come to a knowledge understanding. Now, no, I didn't know nothing about this. It was, it was really challenging to, to understand these things, you see. So when we get down, so as we were saying, and I'll close out with this, shrink this chart, please. So we can see the whole chart again. Okay, I'm shrinking at this. Taking a little minute. Okay, Doc. Because we're looking now what the founder was doing when, the, when we look at these charts. And it, it's been years, and then I finally began to see certain things, principles. Now, it is a school. There are certain mm -hmm. things required for you to do. Mm -hmm. You must read your Bible. I should tell you what we did in our, what I did in our class. Maybe that'll take a little time. We had a special session and we read through the Bible. Nobody knew what I was doing, <laughs> but that's what we did. If you did that, it might took four years to do it. Okay, so what I'm looking at, I'm looking at from the transgression to the flood, past the antediluminates. I'm looking at from it from an Abrahamic promise, actually all the way down to the crucifixion, burial, resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. That's the post-luminate. And I'm looking from Pentecost all the way down to apostasy. And we're going into eschatology. That's the present kingdom age. Now, every chart that we have has to fit in there someplace. You understand? You have the eight circles across the top that's doing the same thing. So you can fit all these things in, in the dispensation and ages. Because he's, he's, right. he's laid it out right here. <laughs> see? You can see it. See? 
But you may not recognize that, but principally what we're trying to do, and I'm through, when you therefore so see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. You may not know what that is. It may not be there. Now, once you get to where Yahshua, who's the Holy Spirit, that's where you can be taught. That's where he can open up your understanding. And that's what we're dealing with. So I hope this was helpful to see what we're doing. Thank you. Let us all say hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Dye. Dr. Lewis, I hope that answered your question. It was a good question. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you all. Okay, awesome. Yes, thank you. Um, we would definitely like to thank all our speakers for their testimony today regarding the true gospel of Yahshua Messiah. Once again, thank you to all our visiting brethren for joining us. Please give our love to our brethren in your respective branches. We hold our classes here every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sundays, um, when we're just on Zoom from 11.30 to 1.30, and this Sunday will be our Zoom-only uh, class, which is, will be from 11.30 to 1.30. I'm sorry. Yes, 11.30 to 1.30. Uh, next Thursday, uh, the 16th of December, we will have our Green Chart Thursday will go over the immune system. So uh, tune in for that, it should be really good. And so at this time, we would like to take a moment to give reverence to our Heavenly Father Yahweh through the doxology. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah.